Well, well, well. Here are two guys who are, like, attached to one another at the hip for a while. Remember when Kanye West, a.k.a. Yeezy, a.k.a. Ye, visited the White House and he had that MAGA hat on? That's right. He caught a lot of grief for that. And then, of course, there is uh, Kanye here and Donald Trump here. Now, something very important happened to both of them over the weekend. First, let's deal with Donald Trump. Elon Musk, who just bought Twitter for $44 billion, claimed that he was doing a poll on Twitter, even though he said, wait, there are too many fake accounts out there. Uh, I got to clean up the accounts before I can do anything. Uh, he also said, before we put anybody back on, we got to run it by our Twitter review committee. I guess he decided, hey, later for that, I own the company, I'll do whatever the hell I want. So he claimed he did a poll of twits on Twitter, millions of them, and that by a vote of about 52% to 48%, this guy, Donald Trump, former president, was given his Twitter account again. Now, I got to believe that Donald Trump, when he got the information in Mar-a-Lago, said, that's why I'm running for president, because I could win by 52% to 48%, like I did against Hillary Rodham Clinton in 2016. No, Donald, that's not what Elon Musk meant. He just wanted you back on Twitter, so he fixed the poll. There's no doubt about it. And then everybody just assumed, yeah, Donald Trump, he's back. He's going to be swimming. He's going to be tweeting like every five seconds. I'm thinking we're going to have to get the Chinese finger cuffs. But guess what? After a few hours, Donald Trump said, later, see ya, alligator. I don't need to be on Twitter. Bye-bye. Thank you, Elon, but bye-bye. Don't need it on my social networking platform. I got my own. Oh, I didn't expect that. And then you have... Yee, Yeezy, whatever he calls himself now, Kanye West, he actually had been banned because of his anti-Semitic posts. Remember, he was welcomed back by Elon Musk recently, said, welcome back to the Twitter family. And then one of the first tweets he put back on was, hey, man, uh, when I wake up, I'm going DEFCOM on the Jews, DEFCOM 3, right? And all of a sudden, that was it. He was taken off. Well, he was put back, and just to test it out, Yee, Yeezy, Kanye, put out a tweet. Hello, is anybody out there amongst my millions of twits who are Twitter followers of mine? <laughs> you know he's going to implode momentarily. But this is all part of Elon Musk's attempt to save Twitter because, let's face it, people are quitting left and right. These are the techs who got to run the joint. Elon Musk does not know technologically what to do. So he's figured, get the hype. Get more people coming to Twitter who had left Twitter because it was thought that Twitter was left wing. Now it may be right wing. To me, it's all Michigan. Who needs Twitter, right? The world can survive without Twitter. We were here before without Twitter. And we'll do quite fine without Twitter. And Elon Musk, I have a feeling... He just lost $44 billion. Well, well, well. After an eight-game hiatus, because he had to jump through all kinds of hoops, after making anti-Semitic statements, basically declaring himself to be the only real Jew, right? Not the Sephardic, not the Ashkenazi, they're fake Jews. Uh, 
Gee, where did he learn that from? Oh, the black Hebrew Israelites. That's right. He uh, repeated that nonsense. Think of how many well-to-do African-American men have spewed that same nonsense. We can go right on down the line. But first of all, let's just deal with Kyrie. So he had done his mea copus, mea copus, mea maxima copus, apologized to the Jewish community on Instagram, then had a press conference, couldn't be more apologetic, took to the hardwood floor, and the Brooklyn Nets actually won their game, I think against Toronto. But the point being is, what's so interesting is that outside of Barclays Center were 300 black Hebrew Israelites in solidarity with Kyrie Irving saying, no, 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 he told the truth originally. And they're screaming at the top of their lungs at all the Jews passing by, Sephardic Ashkenazis. That's without Jews buying tickets in Barclays Center or Madison Square Garden. Maybe 20% of the seats would be, uh, would be occupied. They're screaming, you fake Jews, you're not real Jews, we're the only real Jews, crackers. Get out of here. We support Kyrie. Even though Kyrie had done his mea culpas, he couldn't have been more apologetic, right? Because, let's face it, he probably believes all that crap. So they're outside. It's freezing, right? And they're marching around in support of Kyrie. Inside, on one side, you got hardcore basketball fans. They're like led by our own Rabbi Joe Potashnik, who's a Celtic fan. Then you got, uh, what, you got Seinfeld there, you got others uh, who love who love Howard Stern. They're all there. The Jews who love basketball. They're waving Israeli flags. Hey, take one, Kyrie. He didn't. Then on the other side, you have Farrakhan who's telling him, no, don't be caught on that leash, man. Don't sell out the brothers, the brothers and sisters. You got Kanye West, right? Kanye, easy E. You know, so happy to be back on Twitter. And he's wondering if he should say anything more anti-Semitic than he already said, which goes back to 2018, like, Hitler was a great man, and I really marveled at the power of the Nazis. Excuse me. He's been saying that since 2018. And nobody has ever, ever kept that in his interviews. You think they were protecting Kanye West or protecting their own interests? Of course so. Just like the Nets are protecting their own interests. And and Kyrie, Kyrie right there, who they pay millions of dollars to. But you know that even though it was kumbaya, everybody was loving it, especially the uh, Gentile and the Jewish uh, Brooklyn Net fans because they won, that something down the road is going to implode. It, it ain't going to stay this way. I guarantee you there's anti-Semitism that has percolated to the surface and it will resurface in other forms, either through Kyrie or someone else. Mark my words. Well, 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 well. Al Slim Shady Sharpton. Slim and trim, Al Slim Shady Sharpton. Hey, I remember him the way you remember him when he was growing up. Boy preacher for James Brown, Godfather of Soul, Soul Brother number one. Yep. He used to be out there on tour. Except he didn't realize that James Brown was a hardcore Republican, supported Eisenhower, supported Nixon, Nixon against JFK. Well, we'll save that for another day. So all of a sudden we remember the big, heavy Al Sharpton with the Martin Luther King gold medallion, the velour suit, hitting the streets. No justice, no peace. Not this Al Slim Shady Sharpton who could be a bobblehead doll. I mean, that guy is too slim and trim. He looks like he might be anemic. 
whatever the case. One thing hasn't changed about this guy. He's a capital H when it comes to hustle. He hustles Moolah Moolah. He hustles Scott O. Here he is, the president and the CEO of the National Action Network, a nonprofit, 501c3. Now, normally you're not both the president and CEO. His board, back in 2017, gave him $500,000 paid for his life rights. Why? You don't raise money to pay for somebody's life rights. But nobody's investigating him because his complexion is his protection. Secondarily, he gets paid $350,000. He was given a bonus of $250,000 and a budget of a million dollars for him and his sickle fans, toadies, and lackeys to fly on private jets and take limos all over the country. Not a bad gig for somebody who's supposed to be doing the work of God. And by the way, after all these years, where's your church? Al Slim Shady Chuck, there's no church. But at his headquarters on Saturday, he assembled all of his sickle fans, toadies, and lackeys because he was going to preach and Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, was going to preach. And so, Al Slim Shady Sharpton wearing like a $5,000 customized suit. Notice, very similar to Eric Adams in so many ways. Took to the bully pulpit, and he said to the congregation, you can't let people beat up on the brother Eric Adams, because I saw this before when they beat up on the first African-American man. David Dinkins, by the way, used to wear those nice customized suits. Anyway, we let them beat David Dinkins up. We let them say that he was soft on crime. As a result of letting them beat up the brother and not coming to his defense, we ended up with Rudy Giuliani. That was a damn good thing. Got the city back on track. But what he was implying is, is that if everybody keeps beating up on Eric Adams... Because the swagger man has no plan. When you look at the analytics, there's more crime in any one month of Eric Adams' administration now, 11 months old, than there was in any one month of the eight years of Comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor of the dope from Park Slope, who single-handedly destroyed the city that we love. So he's basically saying, hands off of Eric Adams, or you end up with a Rudy Giuliani. And what would be wrong with that? What would be wrong with that? Years and years ago, it seems in another lifetime, Andrew Evilized Cuomo, King Cuomo II, the son of Mario Faccia Bruta Cuomo, King Cuomo I, had signed into law the legislation that passed through the Assembly and the State Senate legalizing the recreational use of marijuana. We already had the uh, licensed use of medical marijuana through state-licensed clinics. Now you would have to get a license to be able to sell legal marijuana throughout New York State from Buffalo to Brooklyn. One problem. The legislature demanded that anybody getting a license would have to have been arrested in the past for the sale and distribution of marijuana. And we're not talking nickel and dime bags on the corner. No, we're talking bales of marijuana. You know, delivering weight. And so we waited and waited. New Jersey already has 24 dispensaries up and operational. They have a black market there, but they've limited the impact of the black market. We in New York City, who consider ourselves so superior to everyone else, 
especially New Jersey. We're omnipotent. We're pretentious. We could do it better than New Jersey. Didn't do it better with no cash bail. They did it better than us. And we have been a dollar short and a day late in licensing establishments to sell the legal use of recreational marijuana. I know that Sean Puff Daddy Combs all of a sudden is coming with $138 million. He wants some of those licenses. But then again, he never got busted for sale, possession, or distribution of large amounts of marijuana. How did he jump to the front of the queue? Well, obviously, he wine dined and pocket lined his way to the front. But the black market here for marijuana is so huge with pop-up stores, with weed wagons, with guys standing on the corner in Times Square when the tourists are coming through selling nickel-dime bags, including powdered cocaine, and yes, ecstasy on card tables, spread right out in the public. How are you going to get them back to the farm when all these sellers and dealers have been to Gay Perry? When they're making money hand over fist, not paying taxes, and basically running an underground economy here in New York City. That for some people is their means of subsistence. Now, all of a sudden, who are you going to crack down all these illegal dispensaries that don't have a license, these pop-up stores? What, is it going to be the police? Absolutely not. They don't want to get involved. And they're being told, don't get involved. The Sheriff's Department of New York City was just a revenue agency. It's not like a Sheriff's Department in the outer counties or even upstate New York or Jersey or Pennsylvania or Connecticut, where they're elected by the people. It's a revenue agency here. So it's about time they're finally distributing licenses so that with the sale of marijuana, when people are going puff, puff, pass, we can actually get some of the tax dollars. But I want to know how Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, and his uh, partner, Kathy Crimewave Holcomb, are going to rein in the ever-growing black market that already has made its mark on the sale and distribution of marijuana from Buffalo to Brooklyn. And, oh, yeah, Brooklyn has been exempted from this, and they're not permitted to get into the bidding. Why? Because all of a sudden it's become Crooklyn. Inquiring minds want to know why Brooklyn has been put on the shelf, huh?